What surprised me this year? Just how freaking fast it went by. <laughs> well, what about the hobby? Come on now, uh, what in the hobby surprised you? Not much, because the year went by so fast. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the Aviation RC New Podcast. You found us. My name is Joe. And I'm Matt. We're here to be with you along your journey and to share our experiences in RC Aviation. If you have any questions, thoughts, or want to share a flight story, hit us up at aviationrcnoob at gmail.com. Now, buckle in. Let's take off. All right, we made it to episode 42, a two-year art anniversary. So we're going to look forward and we're going to look back. Joe, you ready? I can't believe we've been doing this for two years already. I, this year, this past one, feels like it's been about two months. Really? It, Yeah. And, and two decades, almost at the same time. It's really, it's an odd feeling. Yeah, I think it's just <laughs> COVID year two. Yeah, man. Know, trying to get back to the grind. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, so uh, this episode, Joe and I are going to be talking about, uh, it's our anniversary show, so we kind of take a moment to reflect, uh, look at what we've been doing, uh, look at how what we predicted and how close we came to those, uh, look at things we would like to do, and kind of briefly discuss uh, where we plan to take the show, whether or not it goes that direction is a different animal. Um but basically, just kind of look at what we're looking to do and ambitions we might have. Uh, and as always, uh, we welcome all uh, listener feedback. I mean, really, we put out this show, but it's those of you who are listening that keep us moving with it and get us excited to come back to the mic and talk some more. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, if there's something that you'd love us to talk about, to weigh in about, um or something you think we should cover, uh, you, you'd like to hear us talk about. Um, or maybe like, you know, hey, you did a really good job covering this kind of topic. I'd love to hear more of those things. Um, just or let you us did know. a really bad job of that. Yeah. Hey, don't talk <laughs> about museums anymore. That was awful. I mean, come on. <laughs> Who, you just go to a museum, really. Anyway, I don't know. I, um, but yeah, so it's we're here for you. I mean, this is we do this because... Uh, we aren't the only ones getting benefit from it. Um, mm-hmm. And so we'd love to hear from you. Please uh, reach out, talk to us, uh, join our Discord, of course. But anyway, without further ado, before we get too far, let's talk about our fly stories. This is going to be pretty quick, and then we're going to get into um, uh, we're going to get into our general maintenance, which is going to be the things that have been going on. Uh, we'll go into a plane history. We've got the Messerschmitt 163 Comet today. Uh, and then we will talk about our year in review. So without further ado, let's get started. Joe, what's been yeah. going on with you in the last couple of weeks, buddy? Um, Mine won't be fly stories so much, well, because I haven't been flying. But I can finally say I did something. Um, I, I always feel bad when there's a multi-episode you know, stint where I'm not doing a whole lot. But uh, with with this build build challenge or this build off that we're participating in uh the past couple nights i've been out in the garage figuring out how i'm gonna how i'm gonna build this plane mm-hmm. um 
And what I've settled on is a glider. Um, it's actually going to be a 90 plus inch wingspan. What are you crazy? That doesn't even fit in your car. Well, here comes some of the, or therein lies some of the difficulties is that I need detachable wings. Uh-huh. So, um, <laughs> or at least foldable wings, wings you could take and kind of fold in half. 45 inches is a lot easier to fit in a car than 90 inches. Yeah. So basically what I've got, each wing is 45 inches, uh, ish. It's a, it's more like 43 inches. Cause a, a sheet of Dollar Tree foam board isn't quite 20 by 30. Well, okay. It's like 29 and a half. Depends on yeah, which I mean, when, what year you bought it from. Yeah, it's really close. But mm-hmm. I, I did actually pull the ruler on it. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. look at that!" Um, but yeah, so it's about forty-five inches from center line to tip. Yep. Uh, well, from inside a wing to outside a wing, uh-huh. and I, I make that I make that distinction because we're going to talk about it here in a second. But I went and bought yardsticks, the wooden yardsticks mm-hmm. from Lowe's. I'm using that as my wing spar. Okay. Um, and we were talking last time about glider aspect ratios and such. Um, so I'm, I'm running a four inch cord length right now, which, uh, is not a whole lot. It is enough, but it's a real thin or real short, not short. It's a real thin wing that's really long. So that's just weird for me because I'm not used to seeing yeah. wings quite like that. Well, but I mean, I, it's a traditional maybe glider cord ratio where it's not a thick wing. It's mm-hmm. thin and it's really uh long spanned. And when I say thin, I also mean like front to back. Sure. So That's I, I mean, wide. it's, it's a, uh, it's not a, the wing cord is not long and the wing mm-hmm. cord thickness is pretty shallow. I mean, it's a tra- It's honestly pretty, pretty fairly matched to traditional, uh, glider ratios, honestly. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see. Um, but I've got a yardstick in either each. that or you're making paper swords over there. <laughs> well, some <laughs> guys were choking about that in Discord. Yeah. But each wing has a yardstick in it, um, and then I've got multiple inches that are ha- uh, three inches that are hanging off the inside of each wing, yardstick protruding. Yep. And I cut a notch in that. Uh, that then lines up with a notch in a four-inch segment of mm-hmm. um, yardstick that's going to serve as the connector inside the fuselage that right. those two will then plug into. So I'll be able to plug them, take them out, put the plane together just by sticking the two wings into the fuselage and getting them hooked up. That connector holds the dihedral angle and is a friction fit yep. so a little snug on the fit so that yes. that's going to hold the wings in there. I'm not worried about them coming off. And then when I'm ready right. to pack it up, I just pull them out. Yeah. I mean the, the forces on the wing aren't outward. So that's right. certainly a big deal. As mm-hmm. long as, as long as they're in there and they have a little bit of some, just a little something to keep them from coming off. Uh, you'd be good. Although it'll be spectacular uh, if in mid flight <laughs> wings come out. <laughs> just make well, sure you get it on video or make sure i'm there <laughs> yeah it'll be but i'm not too concerned ho- about that i hope um, that doesn't happen honestly yeah i don't think it will um but uh this this is gonna be an ugly plane matt there's just no other way to say that it's gonna be boxy um, think of it like a volvo no 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 if 
my first glider was boxy because it was an actual square fuselage. This is going to be ugly because (laughs) I'm (laughs) my fuselage is going to be my fuselage is going to be like two and a half, two and three quarter inches tall. (laughs) It's going to be six inches wide. So for those who uh, aren't well versed in uh, like flight test stuff, uh, when they do a power pod, their power pods are, we just measured them, they're one and three quarters of an inch by two inches. That's like the firewall. And that's pretty much the, it snugs into most fuselages that flight test planes have. And they're park flyer size. So they're 30 to 60 inches, usually around the 40 inch mark. That's just typically what we see and what we're working with. And the motors we're using tend to have about the same kind of size, general shape as far as the fuse is concerned and all that you on the other hand decided to take a flattened frog approach yeah well i need to because i've got six inches uh involved in the linking of the two wings so i've got to be able to house them inside and and i don't want it to be housed external of the fuse i want it inside so i got you so it gets to be flat squat and ugly <laughs> Uh, it, it re- honestly reminds me of that Dollar Tree um, Reptile Dragon 2 thing that uh, Chris McCallum put together that I, I helped him uh, to put plans together for. I built right. one. And it's it's the same kind of deal where it's it's wide and, and shallow mm-hmm. as far as the fuse. You know, uh, it fits an ma- amazing amount of battery space. So uh, the good news is, is you will be able to fly that for probably an hour and a half if you want it. Yeah, yeah. So I am planning to put a motor on the front, which was part of the mm-hmm. the challenge. Um, roughly B-Pack equivalent, and it's not going to be flying. Uh, well, I don't know because that's a the core. The wing's not very tall, so it may slip on through the air. But it, it might. Hopefully, we'll see. get a day with some thermals, which I've never really. But, but even still, the the way um, motor gliders tend to be, my experience has been they run for ten minutes, but you fly them for thirty. Yeah. You know, you basically run them to get them up high and then you cut the motor and just glide around for, you know, twice that long. And if you catch a couple thermals. Oh, forget it. You'll be there all day if you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I'm really hoping. Me is, too. Uh, and what would be really cool is, I don't know. And, and you're like, calling us what? Oh, yeah. What's your name? <laughs> well, I figure the albatross is taken by too many uh, design, so I'm going to go with the Nubatross. The Nubatross. Nice. I like Nubatross. it. Nubatross. All right. That Sorry. way when it crashes, I can call it a Nubatrocity. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you already thought that out. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Oh, Joe. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't. I didn't interrupt what you were talking about. I'm sorry. You're good. Oh, <laughs> you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Did I not drop that one on you, no, man? <laughs> okay. No, that's a surprise. <laughs> oh, jeez. That's beautiful. Thank you, sir. He's made You're my welcome. night. I hope he's made yours. <laughs> That's great. Oh, mm. um, if you're part of the Discord, you can see some <laughs> pictures of these things. Uh, Joe's been posting in the 2022 Hangar RC Design and Build Challenge 
uh, channel we have at the bottom of our list there. Um, and I've been posting a little bit what I've been doing. We have some other builders who are joining in. Um, but yeah, I'm if you want to see what, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what some of those guys come up with. Yeah, me too. There's some good looking stuff coming in. Mm. Well, good. Is it, so is there anything else that you've been working on? I know you had the seven. Uh, did you sort of like hang that on the wall for a little bit while you work on this thing? It's sitting on the bench back there behind me and hasn't really. Yeah. Um, I probably won't get back to it until this build off's done, but that's fine. Before we uh, hit the record button, or actually even after we hit the record button, I was working on drawing up the plans uh, for the yeah. Dubatross in Inkscape. So Inkscape. How how that work for you so far? It's been all right. Um, okay. I just drew them all black right now because I was just getting the lines in there. Now I got to figure out if I can, like, how to change the colors of the lines that I drew. Sure, yeah. That's, so uh, that, that's uh, layering. Like you basically set it to a different layer. And then you can change the color of that layer, I think. Okay. If it's, if I remember it's that being that thing when we were converting uh, some of the plans. When I was going through the tutorials, how to convert the plans to be fed into the uh, time save. Okay. Good. Um, but it's the fuselage plan is plugged in at least to the state that I've got it, and that wasn't too terrible. Um, though I learned. I always assumed that foam board was an eighth inch thick. It's actually three sixteenths inch thick. You are absolutely dead wrong on the eighth inch. Yeah, it's three sixteenths. Yeah. Unless, unless you're getting unless. the Dollar General half size stuff, the, the trifold stuff, which is mm -hmm. exactly half as thick, which is three thirty seconds of an inch, which you can make a perfect half scale replica of any flight test or hangar C or anybody's using the foam, Dollar Tree foam board stuff. You can get an exact 50% replica. Just shrink it down by 50% and use that foam. It'll be a little bit heavy, but it'll be perfect. It'll mm -hmm. go together exactly the way you expect. Um, Sorry. No, you're good. So working in Inkscape, what I went ahead and did was set up my canvas size for 20 by 30. Um, mm -hmm. And then I went in, turned on my, made sure to turn on my grid lines. And I set everything to... U.S. Imperial inch because mm -hmm. that's the systems I work in. But uh, I went ahead and went in and set my grids to the sixteenth of an inch uh, oh. marks. So, okay, each one of those is sixteenth. Since I was having to work on that scale in uh, plotting out those lines, so yeah, that, that ultimately works out. Uh, that makes it pretty simple. Mm -hmm. So good. Well, yeah, that's. I, um, I hope that uh, next time me. next time we talk, uh, you can. Uh, give us an update on how how it went from roughing it out to getting something a printable. We will we'll see. I yeah, I guess I will have to test that if I'm gonna. So ultimately, yeah. whether whether I, this plane wins the challenge or not, which I don't expect it will. I'm not going to put that expectation out there. Um, but I do want to get the plans digitized so I can put them out there. Okay, I think that's a assuming good, it good flies. Course. Look, if even if it doesn't, we'll get it flying. Um, yeah. And if you're having a hard time, you know, I can help you get plans together if you need it. I know part of this is the learning experience. That's part of what you're excited about. So mm -hmm. I'll leave you to it. You'll probably put together uh, better plans than I will. So nah, um, we'll see. Well, good. Okay, so so that's pretty much been what you what you've been working on last couple of weeks. Yeah, more or less. All right. Well, that's, you, you've been pretty busy, though. 
I'm pretty busy. Yeah. That's that's kept me busy the past couple nights. So that's been nice. I mean, you and I were up till awful late uh, <laughs> building last night. Yeah, we shouldn't have been up that late, but it was fun. No, we shouldn't have. That's okay. I've, I've, I've been I, feeling terrible all day, and I wonder if that's not half of it. Yeah, uh, maybe. I know mine is the tail end of what I've had the last whole week. Uh, I ended up, uh, the kids came back from uh, visiting their relatives over the holidays, and they brought with them some COVID. So uh, we all got yeah, that was, it. That was nice of them. Yeah. Well, you know, I know they didn't do it on purpose. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, they love their, they love the family and, uh, and that's a good thing. So it just so happens that they were with people who were with people who were with people who had COVID, you know, and spent enough time where it passed around. So, um, anyway, whatever it, it is, what it is. Thankfully it's must be the, the latest brand, which is a little less severe. Um, most of us have had our shots in this house. So I honestly, because I'm the oldest, I got the, I got the worst of it. The kids pretty much, you know, it, it hit them. Uh, they got a couple sniffles, uh, or a fever for a day. And then they were, they were good to go. They're like, why don't we have mm. to wait? I feel great. Like, yeah. Yeah. The problem is, is you're still contagious. So we're going to hang out here in the house for a while. Yep. Um, yeah. And then in the meanwhile, I got hit with fever for three and a half days, you know? Uh, kind of, it wasn't terrible fever. It was just one of those ones where it just made your eyes burn and want to go to sleep. Just, just mm-hmm. want to sleep, you know, and which I did on and off for like three and a half days, which is great. And I felt bad because one of those days, like, I feel like one of those days that you were being hit by it was a day that you and I normally chat. Yeah. We at some point during the day, well, and like there was radio silence for multiple days. Yeah. And, and you know, you called some, me as you were climbing out of it. You were like, I've been almost dead. <laughs> no, I wasn't that bad. But <laughs> no, I was, I think you, I would, you had reached out to me and I had literally just came out of a nap. So I was very out of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, huh, where am I? Oh, God. Okay. Kids are alive. Kids are alive. Okay. We're good. That's good. They're still fighting. All right. Dogs are fine. Cats are here. Joe's calling. Okay. Joe's calling. That's what, that's what. Yeah. Yep. Let's, let's work, <laughs> let's work through Maslow's uh, hierarchy real quick. Exactly. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm awake. I'm awake. What, what, what's going on? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it was good. It was good to talk to you. And it was just, you know, I, I felt okay. You know, it just would be tired pretty quick. Anytime I kind of stopped for any appreciable amount of time, I'd, I'd, and it doesn't help that the stupid couch is so comfortable. <laughs> I swear to God, I slept like two days on that couch just because I I fell asleep before I could get up and, and get back to bed. It was a terrible idea. It oh, was great. Are you kidding me? It felt wonderful. All right. Anyway, okay. but because I was doing that, I really didn't do much of anything else with regard to the hobby. I certainly didn't go out to the field. I wasn't looking to spread it to anybody or anything. And I was thinking, oh, this would be a great opportunity for me to, you know, think about the build off and, and try to figure out maybe work on some of the planes that I've got out there. And I was like, nope. Not happening. Um, I did work a little bit on one of the ideas I have is upscaling the design I put together on the quickie that I did when the Nuzgotas came. Um, I built a small scale called the, the APAC. I was going to scale that up to be like a B or C pack. Um, and so I've got that working. Um, but it, I also am not going to be able to print it out anytime soon. Actually, I'm going to be going to work uh, probably early next week. So I should be able to print it out. It'll go together pretty quick. Um, so I might be able to submit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's in the works. Um, I've been working on the Marabou. I ended up cutting it out before I got sick. And so over the last little bit here and there, um, it's supposed to be my builderary plane. 
but I just wanted to see like how parts of it kind of came together. And then all of a sudden I had the whole thing together. Is that what I saw you working on last yeah, night? That's what I was working on last night. Jeez yeah. Louise. Yeah. It's so it's like a traditional balsa plane, but I cut out all those individual formers that you typically do uh, in balsa. I cut them out on foam. And then I had um, a spar, a triangular spar design, and I was using the long barbecue skewers that you use for like, what um, you give to kids for s'mores, they're like 30, 36 inch long, eighth inch in diameter, that kind of deal. Pardon mm-hmm. me. That kind of deal. Um, so I was using those, and I was just trying to see how they all work. And I came with two different ways of doing it. One's a lot easier. There's a little bit more flex. I think it's probably the way I'm going to go for, I'll call it the final version. It's easier to kind of sit everything in. And then as we were pulling the plane together last night, I realized that first former has a lot of holes in it because it's not the main structural piece, but the way it sits, it it's more of a structural component than foam will allow. So it, it can't, like, it's kind of hollowed out in parts to keep it as light as possible, which right. might be fine if it were balsa wood. But because it's foam, it's a lot more flimsy at that thickness. So right. I probably need to take and make it a solid piece, and that might be strong enough. If it's not, I might even need to double up that that first former. And then with that, because I'm, I'm that's, that's part of how they attach. They attach there. They have, like, two pinpoints and a clip that basically pulls that together as it as the wings clip into the main fuse zeppelin body part mm-hmm. um and then there's struts that come out from the main zeppelin body out to the wings and then that holds it up with the dihedral and then so, so as it flies the wings create lift and then the zeppelin's really just kind of hanging down below but right. when you're launching it and when you're getting it ready those are really resting on that pivot point and those those hinge diagonals, you know, those braces. Yeah. Um so you're you're running into the foam board not being I guess rigid enough. Correct. It's flexing. Again, because so, it's because it's like a a thin truss member style cut. That's that's what's right. left over. And that's not so, sturdy enough. So what is it? Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose an idea. Gotcha. And you'd be like, and you'd be like, no, that's that's dumb. That's that's typical noob. Dang it, um, Joe. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm I'm eager. Uh, foam tack. Mm-hmm. If you took foam tack, watered it down a bit, gently, mm-hmm. and, and then gently apply it, so you don't like delaminate your paper. Gotcha. So you you cut these bits out. And then you water down some foam tack and brush it on, or even I don't know, alcohol it and brush it on. Um, you alcohol down the thin it the down. foam tack and then brush it. Yeah, just thin it somehow, and then put it on, and then let it dry. That foam tack does that dry hard enough? Or I mean, even no. even wood glue because wood glue will dry hard. Wood glue would dry hard. Um, heck, even gorilla glue might work. Because as I understand it, that when it's done is pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's a rigid foam. Whereas the foam tack is actually like a rubber cement. So okay. it will always have a little bit of flex and give. 
So that's not really what I want. I just need something that will hold the pins in place. And it's just basically that little truss triangle is not strong enough to carry the main parts of where the, where the wing is loading and where the pin is stuck to the center. Cause there's like a center panel and then there's two pins coming out either. There's a pin going yeah. through it. And then those wings kind of sit on those pins. And then there's like a, a clip that clips over it. So it doesn't come off the pins, but where it's sitting and how the pins are set up, it's, it's, there's a little bit of a differential. And it's actually creating like a, a slight moment in between mm. the main carrying spar and where it's pinned. And those pieces are just too flimsy. I just need to make a solid piece. I need to make a couple solid pieces there. And I think that'll actually solve all the problem um, that I'm having there. Uh, I may even be able to do it out of plastic, like a, a thin plastic sheet, just, mm. just to where the pins come in. So it's solid, even though, you know, it, it's not going to add too much weight. Use a plastic uh, gift card kind of deal or something like that. Um, but so what I was surprised with was it came together. It's really otherwise pretty darn sturdy. And, you know, once, once all the things were clipped in, like it held its own, like other than that pinning point, that seemed to be a weak spot that I didn't expect. Right. Like everything else came together and it's, I mean, it's ready to like, I'm ready to skin it. I'm ready to give it some, um, uh, what is that? The shrink ply, the plastic, uh, coating that's on shrink wrap it's not shrink wrap though it's effectively shrink wrap what do they what do they do on um on the balsa planes what do they put on there monaco yeah it's ready for monaco that's literally what i got to do to it and then that'll put monaco on it yeah why not okay it's just a it's a contact pressure-based adhesive that'll that'll stick to the foam as much as anything I was going to see how well it sticks to the foam. If it doesn't, I was going to take paper strips and some white glue and glue them around each former, which that's going to be its own mess if I do that. Mm. Um, But I also have the top of the spar is one solid piece of sheet um, foam with which has a paper top. And that's probably a great surface for it to catch onto and uh, like hold onto. And the formers really just keep it, give it a shape. Um, and then there's enough barbecues in there, barbecue skewers that it'll it'll tack solid onto those too. Um, so I don't know. The covering is going to be the tricky part. I knew it was going to be, um, as long as it was going to be stiff enough once it was built. And it looks actually that it's as stiff as I was expecting it to be. Okay. So I'm I'm pretty pretty pleased. I'm uh, so I'm going to continue on with that, even though that's my February uh, build worry uh, plane, at least one of them. I may end up uh, going back and kind of recutting uh, the kit again. Although that looks, that's one of those ones that would be an amazing laser kit because all those curves are very precise. Mm-hmm. So and curves are already frustrating to cut with a with, with an exacto. Yeah, with an exacto knife, and then of course you know you've got the lightning holes, uh, the the holes that lighten out the stuff in the middle. So oh, to make lightening, it lightening, lightening, not not like, yeah, yeah. Put put it put an e in there and you're good. I don't know. I'm from the northeast. I'm gonna say those things. <laughs> anyway, so I was working on that. <laughs> okay, I was working on that. I was putting that together uh, the other day, 
Um, and I've been thinking about which plane I want to build for the build-off. Um, I'm thinking about doing a B-pack size Vance Viking or a B-pack size uh, Quickie, which is basically upscaling either of those to maybe 160%, um, which I'm kind of in the process of doing both of those. I think they would be a worthwhile endeavor, either which one. Um, and I also have a plane that is already ready to go. It's perfect for that size motor. Um, and it's called, it, it was a model that I saw in real flight, like it must've been three, five or five Oh, or some old real flight model that's called the sky terror. And it's basically like these, these turbine engine, um, like jet engines that he made on this thing that looks like a hotliner with a T tail, but it has a directional thrust. It, it would turn the, turn the thrust downward. And the notes in, in, on the plane are, if it's left pointing to the ground for more than like a minute, you're going to melt the tarmac. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, Oh geez. Uh, so what I wanted to do was the, the original plan and it's still the plan. Um, I designed this plane to put 50 mil those, those 50 millimeter EDFs and have like a, like a thrust vectoring system on the, on the output of those. So that way it could, and then uh, a, a motor on the back where the detail is and it, like the original model has, and basically have a VTOL that turns into like a, like a jet, like super fast jet, which would be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So I have this plane that looks like a dart with swept wings. It's sleek looking. It's ready to go. It's got a T-tail and I designed it so that I could cut off the nose and put a traditional firewall on the front with, a B or CPAC style motor and just fly it like a normal plane. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put that heck of heck off the nose, figure out how to do the tail section, uh, put the motor on front and just, you know, get it flying and put it out as a kit for that. Cause I think that's yeah, going to be a lot of fun. Cause you and I were theory crafting that tail section the other night too. Yeah. I'm going to have to scrap all that. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to rebuild the tail and do it as one piece. Oh, okay. And then just, it'll make it a lot simpler and it'll be easier to construct and it'll be easier to reproduce. I think it'll be as effective, if not more effective as a control surface. I think all around, it's just a smarter plan. So mm. uh, that's what I'm going to do. Well, then you can mount your servo low and just control it from underneath. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Or at least I can mount it in the vertical piece and kind of hide it in there. And then all the control arms just up near the surface, just going back and forth in that. That'll control mm -hmm. the tail. That'll be fine. Um, and then it's just a matter of running the wires up through. Um, that's it. I'm trying to think. So th those have been what I've been working on. Um, I think the contest stuff will come together pretty good. And I've also decided to submit my Prandtl D because that is one of those ones I would really love to see as a kit. Right. If I can't, um, if I don't win, I mean, you know, I don't even know if I do it or if I don't. Um, if that ends up uh, getting to a point, I can at least maybe talk, you know, I could talk to Sam, see if it's something he wouldn't mind having uh, made in, made into a kit and we'd figure it out. Hmm. Because if there's people who want to build it, man, uh, it flies. It flies really well. So I'd love to see people try it. If that's an easy way for people to try it, then sweet. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you figured out, uh, we hadn't really re visited this point, but you figured out how to uh, reliably 
recreate that that twist in the wing mm-hmm. consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I think I've got it, and I've got a the build video shows exactly how I've built it three times now. The twists are consistent. Um, the second one flies, but I think I don't know how, but I think the control surface width um, isn't as big as the original. And so it didn't have as much roll authority that it, that it needed. And uh, so I need to basically extend the length of those, which I'll go do and test. And then once that's, I'll just adjust them on the planes. Okay. And they'll be ready to go. It's That's an easy, easy, easy fix, both in the plans and it doesn't affect construction. Construction is the same. So yeah. uh, I just got to test it and get some good footage for it. And then off we go. And it can easily, like right now I'm running it on F-Pack motors. Uh, they they zip really fast. Um, Five-inch doohickeys, but they can easily be uh, B or C-Pack with a larger okay. pop. It'll be more efficient, a little bit, maybe a little bit slower, um, a lot quieter, a lot less power usage. So you could probably even go for it longer with it. So, mm-hmm. you, know, it, you know, all of those motors will work. So, Oh, good. Yeah. All right. So I guess that the, and then everybody's asked, you know, some people ask like, what would I do in the pilot training? And the answer was, uh, I called up my instructor and said, uh, I've got COVID. So let's cancel at least a week's meetings, if not more. I'm sure he was perfectly fine with that. Yep. He had no problem. He said, sure thing. Get better. Hope everything goes well. Let me know if, uh, when we're ready to fly again. So. Right. Yep. All right. Um, well, we had a giveaway that we've been talking about for the past couple episodes. Okay. Um, where we were wanting to give away three of our listener mugs. Um, and we had some folks write in, and Matthew, you did uh, the drawing on your end mm-hmm. earlier. Do you have our winners? Yes. I do. I do. Have, we have our three winners. I want to, before we get too far, I want to thank everybody who wrote in and let us know um, uh, their desire for a mug and. Uh, some of their favorite episodes. That was really cool to to read up on and see what mm-hmm. people enjoyed. So thanks. Yeah, it was. Uh, without further ado, and these are in no particular order, um, uh, we have Tony Lewis from Sheboygan Falls, uh, Wisconsin. His favorite episode was number 33 with Denise Godas. He said that they found it. It was very interesting to learn about the design-build process, about their design-build process. Mm-hmm. Uh, winner number two uh, is Richard Joy. He's uh, Spitfire 76. Uh, he is from California, although he's originally from the UK. So if you hear him on our discourse, he's got an, uh, an English accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, his favorite episode was uh, episode 29, because, simply because we talked about Spitfire, both the real one and the flight test version. Yeah, I think it's when I did the, uh, the history of it. The, yeah. That was about a 45-minute segment, was it? Yeah, you did, you did good. Yeah, you had a lot of information, and it was some interesting stuff to talk about, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then uh, lastly, uh, again, not in any particular order, was uh, Kyle McDermott from Dayton, Ohio. His favorite episode was episode 30, and that was the Flight Fest uh, recap episode. He said it, it brought him right back to, uh, that was his first episode, his first flight test he went to. So when he caught up and listened to the episode, it, it brought him all the way back uh, to the summer, you know, when he had a great time. Run, yeah. rain mud and all okay well guys uh yes to our winners 
thank you. Um, and you know, to everybody else, thank you. Um, we'll be reaching out to mm-hmm. these three guys via email to request y'all's addresses so yep. we can get your mugs sent out to you. Yep. And I'm almost uh, done with my 10 day period. So uh, I'll be, once I get those addresses, I'll be putting them in the mail. I didn't even think about that. What's that? Uh, needing to wait till quarantine period was done before you shipped them. <laughs> yeah. Like I imagine through the time in the mail, but just to be sure. No, just to be sure. I don't even want to, I don't even want to test it on things until, and, and mm-hmm. I, honestly, I'm, I'm done. You know, uh, CDC said, uh, based on when I started today is my like cl- all clear day. And I've been washing everything and wiping everything else down mm-hmm. for the last couple of days. I'll probably do it one more time before the week's out. Um, Anyway, so, and then last but not least, uh, not really last, but I think it's the last bit of uh, housekeeping. Um, if you are interested in learning more about the build challenge we, that we just talked about, it's the Hang RC's uh, 2022 inaugural build challenge. Uh, you can learn about it at thehangerrc.com slash buildoff. It's also uh, the rightmost tab, I think he's got. It has all the rules for the contest. And if you want to make a submission, it's at buildoff at thehangerrc.com. So join us. Uh, you can join our Discord and talk shop about what you're building and questions you might have about what you want to do. See if we can help. Yeah. And if you got questions, like folks love to answer questions. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a good community. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Uh, I guess that brings right. us to what? Where are we at now? Uh, I think it's time for you to talk about the ME163 Comet. Ah, the Comet. Yeah, it's a Messerschmitt 163. It is the Comet. It's the rocket plane. Um, it is the German plane uh, where they're trying to figure out how to get the jet jet propulsion and to get speed. Uh, what they were looking for was a local interceptor. Basically, as they got word that bombs were bombers were coming in um, later in the war, uh, they wanted to build an interceptor that could get up to bombing altitude quick, take out as many bombers as possible and be fast enough where they're almost impossible to catch. I want to hold you there for a second. And, and I apologize sincerely. Is, is that a little baby prop on the front of that plane? That one is. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if it's so that you could see how fat, I don't know. But in, I mean, in in the one existing model or the one existing flying version, what they'll do is they'll actually glider tow it up because it it's modeled after a glider, so they'll they'll glider tow it. And I guess on the front they have a little they have a tiny prop. It's like a full scale plane, and it's got it's probably got like a twenty inch prop on it, like a little yeah, little it's fake one, little tiny thing. Yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was I'm sorry to stop your segment, but I'm just looking. It's like that's that's a little baby propeller on the, the yeah. thing. <laughs> All right. Yeah, if you look up a couple of videos, it's uh, been painted red, and then of course there's this um, camouflage scheme. Uh, the red one, the the propeller is quite pronounced, and it you know up till recently it actually still would fly in shows. They would basically tow it up into the air and it glide down. Um, they would not thankfully put any of the fuel in, and we'll talk about why in just a minute. Um, but it is basically a rocket plane. It has. Uh, what what is this stuff called? C stoff, H C dash S T O F F. It is a highly toxic 
highly flammable fuel where there are basically two reactants that once they get touching, they explode and blow out the back, shooting the plane forward, of course. Um, it, so it's the HWK 109-509, a biopropellant hot engine, which is what, what the engine, it's basically this, uh, it looks like a giant leaf blower. Um, it's kind of <laughs> kind of what it looks like independently. Um, yeah, which, I can see that. Which they kind of stuck from the rear of the cockpit back. And then the two fuel containment uh, vessels were basically sitting underneath the pilot. Um, I mean, I guess it has to go somewhere, and that's where the CG is. So that's where you put it. Um, now, it is basically, it's a true fuel of hydrazine, hydrate, and methanol. Uh, which are designated as C-STOFF, S-T-O-F-F. And it's uh, basically, it's a, it burns an oxygen-rich uh, exhaust from the T-STOFF, and it's, it basically uses the T-STOFF as an oxidizer. And the T-STOFF is basically hydrogen dioxide, or hydrogen peroxide, like an 80% pure hydrogen peroxide as an oxygen. And it, it basically... Uh, hyper combusts the fuel and it's, it's quite, I guess it's quite a thing. Now the fuel is incredibly corrosive and it's incredibly toxic uh, to the point where the uh, designer, and I don't know why I don't have the name of the designer right here. Um, anyway, he, he Stop said that basically, shit. Uh, it might. I don't think it was actually Messerschmitt who designed the fuel system and the. Oh. Right. Yeah, I, I think it was I actually the the rocket scientist who designed the rocket part of it. Um, Look at me being a smart Alec. No, 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 no. Trouble. <laughs> Messerschmitt is the um, manufacturer designer, the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. But the individual who did it, I think, it would be like it'd be like Mr. Lippish, who designed the Lippish thirteen and fifteen and all that. He very similar type planes. He might have been once because he was working at the Messerschmitt factory for a while. He might have been the actual gentleman who designed this one as well. It has all the hallmarks of his planes. Um, mm. He indicated that basically if you put your hand in, you put your finger in it, it was so toxic, it, you would have nothing but bone left when you took it out. Huh. It was so reactive. Like that's how dangerous this fuel was. This fuel would be brought in in two individual separate tankers brought at separate times. It would be hosed off. It would basically be fueled from the back with one of the fuels. And then it would then be removed, hosed down with water to make sure it's clean so there's no possible reactants there. Then it would be fueled from the other side with a completely different tanker later from the front at a separate container, you know, a separate thing. And then it would be hosed down again. You know it's too dangerous. It's bad. It's bad. It's so good. But I mean, they were, they were, this is the cutting edge. And they said a lot of pilots would be like, yeah, but I want a chance to fly this thing. I mean, yeah, I might blow up, but look at this thing. Yeah, but leading up to that, it's going to be a ride. Yeah, well, baby. <laughs> um, right. So, what, what was that movie? Um, was it Space Cowboys or something? Where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh, no. I might be thinking Armageddon where he rides the nuke. Uh, oh, that's, well, that could be another one that I'm thinking of as, uh, uh, there's a really long title of that. Um, it's about, that one's about the hydrogen bomb. Um, how I had something and learned to love. Oh, yeah. Mom, but, I guess there's been a couple guys riding yeah. nukes in a yeah. couple different movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's a popular thing. 
Um, anyway, so so basically, um, let's talk about. So there's that's the whole issue with the rocket fuels, and of course, basically, um, it was also being built by slave labor, who weren't always the most reliable. They said that they found like people had put like rocks inside the planes at specific spots that would basically cause it to corrode after a short amount of time, which would eventually cause the plane to explode. Oh, wow. Like the people building these planes did not want to build them. We're sabotaging these things. <laughs> they went, there's a couple things about like, uh, there's like, there's a common inside one of the planes in French that like, you may have captured French, but you've not captured my heart. Like, you know, like, yeah, we're not building your planes for you. Um, so, you know, I mean, that's part of the way that war had, had gone, sadly. But um, anyway, so that aside, so the fuel and the rocket is like incredibly volatile, very dangerous. And when they came down, if they came down hard, they could potentially damage the system and cause it to explode. Yeah, like a ruptured um, fuel Ruptur cell. Right. That, and then if the yeah. two reacted outside the chambers, that it was all done, you know? Yeah. So... So think, keep that in mind that that's what's the backdrop for this. Now, if you want to take off, and this is what I thought was really interesting, because like on a trainer plane, you get to like 60, 65 miles an hour, the plane wants to take off, uh, and then you start gently pulling back and it goes up. And then you, as you get speed, you, you kind of, you know, lift up into there a certain rate. You don't want to go, and then the, the optimum climb rate is 80 miles per hour, right, in the Cessna I've got that, that I fly in. Um, 75, 80 miles an hour. Now, the way this one, uh, it had almost no control authority at less than 80 miles an hour. So they would tow it and get it up to speed at about 80 miles an hour. Then they would basically, I think they would ignite the engines and get it started. Um, and so basically the people who were used to flying propeller-driven stuff, when the propeller pushes the air across the control surfaces, you have control. Like, yeah. they're used to having... And so basically when they're flying this, there's a dead, basically dead stick, you know? And so mm -hmm. what they would be used to is they wouldn't be touching the stick. Oh, the stick's not doing anything. I'll just leave it. And so just as it starts to get about 80 miles an hour, the stick's in some cockeye direction because it doesn't have any control anyway. Oh, and all no. of a sudden, now it's got control at 80 miles an hour. And that bugger is going to take off in whatever direction you got that stick. Okay. So they had to like specifically train regular pilots to be like, by the way, this plane, hold this thing in the center and don't, even though it doesn't do anything, keep it in the center because when it will, it will. Um, then they would basically, uh, they had to make sure it wasn't in one of the corners or something like that uh, when the control surfaces started to work. Um, and then they would, let's see, at a speed of over 200 miles an hour, their aircraft would take off in a so-called, well, like a sharp start. And then it would basically take off the ground and they would fly at 200 miles an hour and, and take it off. And then they would go and it had this little two wheel dolly that it would take off on. Uh, and it would lift off the ground and it would go until it hit its best climbing speed of 420 miles an hour, in which case it would drop the dolly and take off. And it would, it would scoot like straight up into the air. Let's see. What was it? 
it would go, it would reach 40,000 feet or 39,000 feet at an unheard of three minutes. So it would go 10,000 feet a minute climb rate, which in a Cessna, like 50 to 150 is pretty steep. Like it's average, 50 is average, 150 is pretty steep. This thing was going 10,000 feet in a minute. It reached fighting altitude in less than four minutes. So it basically, once it dropped, once it reached the 420 miles an hour, it would then jettison the dolly and then it would have, which would retract its extendable skid, which there's like a knob at the top of the release lever. Uh, just forward of the throttle. And then as both levels were located atop the cockpit's port side, a 120-liter T-stoff oxidizer tank that would then engage the aforementioned pneumatic cylinder, then pull it up into a 70-degree angle of time uh, climb to the bomber's altitude. So they would just basically kick on that engine and go like 10 mofos straight up to the bomber altitude of 40,000 feet. And it, um, it could go higher if it had to, but basically, that's as you remember, at that altitude, you don't have hardly any oxygen. It's really cold. Mm-hmm. And they would only be there, though, for a short amount of time. Uh, it would level off quickly and accelerate to over 550 miles an hour or faster once it reached that altitude. Now, it had a fighting time of about five minutes, though. So it had like a round <laughs> trip time of about 15 minutes. So once they saw the bombers, they kick these things off, get them in the air to the fight, and in 10 minutes, they'd either have finished their battle or come back, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Now, this plane reached the high-speed record at 700, recorded at 702 miles an hour in a dive. Now, if you remember, what's the fastest plane that they had out there at the time near the I end of the war, which was like the Mustang? Yeah. About 450 miles an hour. That was like the top speed. This thing went 100 miles an hour faster. So imagine you're flying along and another car, another plane passes you at the same, at the speed like a 100 mile an hour car goes past you. Yeah. (laughs) What? Um, And then they'll make feel bad. And not just that, but like it would go 700, like it could go up to 700 miles an hour. Matter of fact, they said that there was some damage uh, fluttering of the tail. Um, at that 702 mile an hour, but they, it had been clocked often at over 650 miles an hour over that, Jeez. uh, which is, which is crazy. Um, they said the hard part about that though, was, um, because of the way the cannons were set up, you had a very short range, uh, to be able to actually shoot your enemy because you were going so fast. You were like out of range, out of range, out of range, in range. And you just passed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, they had enough cannons on there, though. If they did catch their target, it would take that target out. Um, hmm. But they were going fast. Now, one of the other tricks that they employed in the later models, um, which <laughs> which I'm trying to think. I think I missed um, I missed all the, the stats here. I'll, I'll have to go get them in about two seconds here. Um uh, that's that's not a big deal, but it's a it's a small plane too. That's the other thing. It's it's um, 
one of the other attack methods is it had a light sensor on the top of the plane, and it had a series of five disposable cannons that shot directly upward. So when it went under the bomber, so they would fly up, they would do their best to hit the target, and if they missed, they would go underneath it. And when they went underneath it, the light sensor would go off because it would go under the shadow of the bomber. All five of those disposable cannons on either side of their cockpit would go off, shooting straight up into the bomber. (laughs) And then it would jettison the actual barrel downward, so it would be completely recoilless. And then that would okay. be it. It's a one-shot cannon, but that's it. And then that that's that was how their alternative, like, well, if you can't hit them, this is another way. Jeez. Which is some crazy, <laughs> some crazy stuff. That, that's when you're throwing darts at the wall, just see what sticks. I know, right? It It's just, so I look at this. I just, it's incredible. It, it's a, it's a real, real feat. Uh, of the edge of engineering to me, mm-hmm. you know, where they're just like, we need to do. And honestly, so that speed record really wasn't. Let's see. Um, that speed record wasn't beat until Chuck Yeager broke the sound barrier. Really? Yeah. Mm. Yep. And honestly, that 700 some odd miles an hour, 702, is really close to the speed of sound. They were yeah. near Mach numbers. So they were very, very close to the transition zone. Which, yeah. uh, anyway, just really cool. Like, this is a cool aircraft. Take a look at more of the details. There's a lot to be said. There's not many of them. I think there was maybe, I think it was a couple hundred of them made. Um, it had a crew of one. It was 18, almost 19, 18 feet long. It was a 30-foot wing, 30-foot and a half wingspan. It was like eight feet tall, a little bit more, I think nine feet with the dolly. Um, it had an empty weight of 4,000 pounds. Its max takeoff weight was 9,500. So that's that's not a lot of extra weight for it. So it had like 500, so, sorry, it had 1,000 pounds of sea stuff. Uh, which is the fuel, and then it had 3,500 pounds of T-stuff, which is the oxidizer. So it was like 4,500 pounds of fuel, which pretty much is everything but the pilot. There was very little as far as ammunition and armaments. No, you weren't going to need much of it. You weren't going to be in the fight long. No, you weren't. And, And again, it was a quick interceptor. Um. Just, I don't know, just incredible. Just the climb rate is, yeah, just blows my mind. Mm. 16,000 feet a minute. That's nuts. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Now you know why there are pilots who are like, I don't care. I may not make it back, but I want that ride. <laughs> uh, so its guns were 230 millimeter. Um, MK-108 cannons, um, and then two 20-millimeter, uh, was it, MG-151-20 cannons, um, and, and, you know, enough ammunition for a couple of volleys. But, but at that point, now, it, the, the plane itself is modeled after, um, modeled after, uh, a 
well-known glider at the time. Uh, and I think the B model, I think, took out the two-degree washout that the first version had. Hmm. And they said that they said it was a, a it was a joy to land. You know, because they're basically coming in almost dead stick. Yeah. And they said it was it was good. Uh, the hardest part was that it hung out in the ground effect for a while. So if you weren't ready, and that's where they ran into problems where pilots thought that they're going to be landing and they're, they're hanging out in the ground effect waiting to slow down enough. And yeah. uh, they would kind of, I guess, maybe get impatient and they would slam it onto the ground and, you know, cause a rupture. Especially if the oh, no. uh, French mechanics putting it together were putting the rocks in it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Oh no! Oh yeah! <laughs> so yeah, Sorry. that's that's the that's the comet. You know, it's uh one of the more unusual aircraft. It's not. It's a well known, but it's not well produced. You know, and it was a dangerous, dangerous plane to fly. Yeah, no kidding. But I, if I recall right, it was uh, this or the Messerschmitt two six two. Where when Allied forces saw this plane, they went, "Oh no, oh no, where what in the heck was that? I don't know what is going on. I think they just found alien technology. Hmm. It's crazy. Well, maybe you'll cover that one next time with a two six two. Yeah, uh, maybe, or maybe I'll build two it. episodes from now because I think I'm up. Yeah, you're up. Tag multiple you're... times over. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you cover it. I'll build it." See, you've got a passion for those, though. Ah, oh, they're fun. That's all. Yeah. Well, good. Anyway, so so that that's our plane of the month. Okay. What's this? Um, what's this before you fly oh, note here? That's a little little item tip. So I, I mentioned that uh, I picked up a quad, um, over the holidays, and one of those things that when you build quadcopters, honestly, anything anytime you put something together electronically before you connect the battery to it. Um, you can use a product called a smoke stopper. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it before, but a smoke stopper basically is a, if there's a short, it's a variable resistor. In this case, it's a car, 12 volt car light bulb that's done in series, I believe. Um, and then it basically, if there is a short, the the wire in the battery will start or in the light bulb will start heating up and it'll turn bright if there's a short it'll be bright if there isn't current will flow like normal and not try to find another way and it will not light the battery bright there won't be enough current going through enough voltage in it to light it up so i'm trying to think about how that works um all I'm saying is if you don't want the magic smoke to go out, if you build something <laughs> from scratch, that question. I'm going to avoid that right now because I don't remember. <laughs> I built this thing like two years ago. If you had asked me two years ago, I could have told you exactly how it worked. Um, but look it up. Uh, there, I, this isn't, there's smoke stoppers. There are a lot of different places you can buy. You can buy them from like race day quads, most quad uh, builders. And suppliers will, will have something like this. You can do a do-it-yourself do model, which basically connects between the battery and the rest of the craft. Um, and it just makes sure that if there is a short, that you know it, and it will not allow enough current to flow through the components to cause them 
to release the magic smoke. So it protects it as well. Hmm. So get one of these if that's something you're doing. We should probably be doing it with our planes, honestly. Um, I guess there's just not as many short points as with a quadcopter. You've got four or five different motors. You've got a, a bunch of exposed, you know, control boards that are stacked on top of each other with wires floating around and yeah, FPV gear and GPS, et cetera, et cetera, receivers hanging out. So it's easy to get a bare wire to, it's easier to have maybe something might short, like a bad solder or a, a stray wire. So Yeah, uh, forgive my silence. I'm stroking my beard thoughtfully, trying to figure out how, what that thing is doing and how it works. I'll, I'll have to look into that all if there. You, if you look up Bardwell and Smoke Stopper, uh, he goes into great detail. I'm going to defer to the master one of them. There you go. He's not the only one. It really, if you look up Smoke Stopper, uh, anybody who's putting up a video on YouTube will almost all of them have the explanation of how it works. Um, okay. Yeah. So it's a, it, I guess it acts as a variable resistor that when the current gets shunted to it, it limits the current so much that it will not be enough to blow out any circuitry past that point. Okay. So, anyway. So go ahead and take a look. Uh, I just thought uh, if anybody's getting into quads and uh, we're going to see about maybe getting a little bit of information on quadcopters and how to get them working. It's a definitely another piece of the hobby that a number of people enjoy. Um, I'm not going to be a quad racer by any stretch of the imagination, but I do enjoy um, an indoor quad here and there or a yard size quad. And mm-hmm. I definitely want to get... Um, a little bit of long range going on. So as we head forward, I thought it might be worth just mentioning. Look at this smoke stopper. Okay. So I guess that brings us to our main topic. It's time for a year interview. Happy anniversary, buddy. What well, is this? You. What is the second year anniversary? Is it paper? Uh, I don't know. Well, I didn't get you anything of paper. Okay. That, oh, man, I, I want <laughs> to look into that because I've already had five anniversaries with my wife and I couldn't tell you what any of them are supposed <laughs> to be. Oh, no. <laughs> it's cotton. I'm sorry I didn't huh? get you a shirt, buddy. It's cotton. Cotton? Two years cotton? Yeah, well, if we were married, yeah. Oh. Well, you got me the, <laughs> the host shirt. Yeah, we got a host shirt. Well, we got that last, didn't we get that last year? I should have gotten you a new shirt. I'm pretty sure th- those shirts are fairly new. Yeah, I feel like they're not that old. We don't wear them that often. No, I wear mine decently. No, we had I it at flight. Look, we had it at flight fest. It was like half a year ago. We had it before yeah. then. Yeah, but not much before then because no. we were excited about them. I know we were. <laughs> I still am every time <laughs> I wear it. I'm like, this is my shirt. She mm-hmm. just right here. That's the yeah. thing I do. Yep. You I should wear mine to church sometimes. You should listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, so oh, so it is our second year anniversary. We've been doing this for two years, Joe. Can you believe that? Uh, yes. No. On some level, I'm surprised you and I have put up with each other like this for two years. I'm surprised people <laughs> have continued to listen to us for that's, two years. That's more what surprises me. Look, I am I am so pleased that you guys show up every week and listen. 
um, it makes me and Joe feel really good um, and happy that uh, what we're doing isn't just shouting into the emptiness. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, it's two years. Um, I'm just glad that what we've been doing here has, uh, has been helpful to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And it's brought so, us closer um, together. It, it has. And I, I mean, if nothing else, just that we, even if we're not talking planes, we end up just talking a lot. Oh my God. There's yeah. plenty of times I'm going down a road and I'll just call you. Yeah, I know. That's good stuff. Same here. I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, I got an idea. Hey, Joe. Because <laughs> uh, I know, I know for darn sure your wife does not want to hear me talk anymore about planes. No, no, she's uh, she is so happy you have a friend. I know she's sad that I it's you, she's but just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but she's glad yep. it's not her. <laughs> oh man, yep. oh. she didn't know what she was signing up for. No, that's okay. Yes, she did. That's not entirely true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so cool. So now with two years, last year we did an episode very similar to this. We put out some predictions or or goals we had for the coming year. Um, I know I'd like to kind of at some point cover those and, and see how close we came to them. Um, do you remember what any of yours were, Joe? Not a bit. Okay. Um, let's see. Some of it was build more. And fly more. It was yours was build more. Yep. Yep. Um, we had uh keep Didn't the monthly happen. build parties going. Uh okay. It was try new materials. Specifically, we we're talking about Depron at the time. Uh try to get some of that and see if we could build with it. Um get the website filled out. Yeah, we've taken a a step in that direction. Not uh, much. I, we, our visions for that, <laughs> what we have fall far short of what our visions were, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, you you put in a bunch of work typing up a big build log. Yeah. And I think because you thought. On the magician. It went live. Yeah, on the magician. You thought it went live and it didn't. Like, it yep. frustrated. And then I went and so looked never, for it and I'm like, where the heck is this? Uh, you know what? I'll deal with this later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we've gone back and you brought it up with me. I was like, oh, you got to make sure you do this, this, and this, and check this box and make sure you get it on the venue. And there it is. Now we're live. Yeah. It's a website, Matt. You created a web page, but you didn't link it. You got to put all the stuff so people see it. What are you doing? I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) You, you, You add it on to your house, but you didn't put a door to the room. I know, right? What was I thinking? (laughs) <laughs> well anyway i'm glad you're helping me build this house so uh <laughs> we got a door to it now and uh, go take a look at some when we're talking about the magician um i wanted to document that process um i have a whole write-up a bunch of pictures uh, a couple of videos that went with all that stuff uh so go take a look at that i'm gonna add some more now that i know how to get everybody to see it um i've put a bunch of pictures in our queue uh ready for a bunch more of those so now that i i know what i did wrong um I think we'll add that to the list this year of continue to fill out the website. Mm-hmm. Um, bring on some guests. I think at the at that time we had a couple guests. I think we had Sam. Um, and who else? We had a couple other. Guys. I think up to that point we had just had Sam and Alan Hayes. That's right. We had Alan. Um, uh, I'm we just looking right now. We just yeah, brought yeah. Uh, Chris at the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah Chris that's it. 
Chris hadn't come on yet. Nope. Nope. Although um, we were talking to him at that time. Yeah, we were trying. We were but. trying. <laughs> yeah, it was just Alan and it was uh, Sam. But they were both, uh, I think we both enjoyed those episodes. And mm-hmm. uh, they, they went over pretty well, too. So we said, you know, we should get some more people on. And then we kind of, and we talked in that episode about changing our format a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of covering, because we'd covered most of the basics of the stuff of flying. And the things you need to get started. Yeah. I, so we, we knew we would have to shift. I guess I just really didn't realize it had been a year since we were really having that conversation. Because we were having a conversation, I remember, about how were we going to pivot. Yeah. Because we had yeah. kind of covered all the basics. Yeah, because we're something like we can't we can't keep just going over the same materials. Like and just getting a little bit more depth or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't I'm not looking to do that either. And, you know, for the most part, like, you know, we're not the first persons, first persons, who first people uh, to talk <laughs> about this subject. You know, we're not, you know, if there are people who have gone into amazing depth and I'd rather have you see where those people are and go look. And if you want to get that deep, go there. Um, I'd love you to listen to us, but I also don't want you to hear us talk about things we don't know about. I'd, I'd rather just have you help you get pointed in the right direction, you know? Yeah. I think we had, or you at least had lofty ideas of really be able to get into the thick of it and into the weeds and of, of yep. various topics that were just like, it's a level of expertise you got to have to be able to do that. Yeah. And I I'm, think we tried it. It just wasn't. I think we realized like it's not what we wanted to. I don't think it's going to be, it would, I don't think it'd be presenting the best us. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it'd be doing much for our listeners. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah, mean, maybe just who can go into those kind of weeds. That's it. And, uh, you know, I, we, we haven't found enough of those yet. Working mm-hmm. on that. Working on it. You know, I would love well, to depends. to bring in a motor manufacturer to really get into the weeds there. Like bring in ESC manufacturers. It's tough because, though, the more technical you get, the harder that topic is to listen to. Mm-hmm. You wonder how entertaining... A person can be. You can only listen to so long uh, about transistors and and ESC. I don't know what you're talking about. I'll have that playing in the background all day. (laughs) No, (laughs) I just I just started um, watching videos on a YouTube channel called Technology Connections. Uh huh. It's just a guy that just covers random stuff. It's he almost reminds me of the engineering guy. Okay. I got the guy that did the uh, the the engineering of the soda can. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of them. They're very interesting. He's just like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be this interested, but this guy's doing it right. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a soda can. But what do you mean? Is a a a two action lever like it yeah. transitions once you vent? What? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You're like, whoa, wait a second. I have never thought of it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think our last one was just being more consistent with our releases. Is at that time we had had a couple bubbles. We had in the the first year, audio quality was a big stickler mm-hmm. for me. It still is. Um, yeah, I kind of reached a point that I'm dealing with it. Yeah, I think you um, found a a place you can live in. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we've actually was, met that one. For the most part, I think we we had a couple episodes that had to get pushed back a week 
Um, and then I think there was somewhere in there we took an episode off. Yeah, and um, we but we had projected that and talked about it. Mm-hmm. So let's see. We did good on our monthly builds. We I think we did really good with our our regular releases. We did bring on a lot more guests. So I think we succeeded in that. Um, mm-hmm. We did, in fact, try new materials. We did try Depron. Yeah. Well, you you certainly did. I've still got my Depron wing half built here. Um, you started, but you did work with it. So it's not like you mm-hmm. didn't. You don't know about the material. You just um, yeah. You have a little bit more to get to to where you have something to fly with. That's all. Um, and then I, I would have to say we we did a big. <laughs> I don't know about a big fail, but we definitely failed on filling out our website. Um. Mm. So that's okay. We we will touch back on those things, but that's good. I think we did pretty good. Yeah. And like you say, we're we're going to continue working on the website a little bit coming this year. Like if we get it where we want it to be great, if we don't, no. But yeah, it's not our, focus. Our, with it. our focus is this is what you tune in to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um as much as I'd love you to go to our website and check out what I want to do is have those articles show up in a timely way. So that way, when the episode comes live, you can go onto our website, see the pictures that we're talking about in the episode, you know, and see some more of the details of the actual build or, or whatever we did, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what I'd love, but that's more work. I think than you or I are ready to put into it. (laughs) Nobody's paying us yet for this. So. And I'm guessing you went through and listened to, this past uh, last year's episode because you got I these did. notes on water so i did joe, get into joe and i had a couple predictions of what we thought would happen this coming year for us individually uh yeah this past year for us individually mm-hmm. joe you said you were going to get the transmitters together get your two transmitters talking set them up as a trainer and train your dad to fly uh i've got them set up they communicate they don't communicate as well as I would have liked, but they do communicate. You can set them up as a, you have them as a trainer and a master. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And, um, I did take my dad out, uh, one time, but it was really daggum windy hmm. and not the best training. Said, yeah. And he said, but it's just nice being out here with you. That's awesome. Like, he, he basically just bought me a transmitter. Yeah. I, the, the intent was that he was buying it so I could take him flying, but he bought me a transmitter. Um, oh, but I did get to take my <laughs> wife out flying with that same setup. Nice. You did extend so. that. You did extend that to your family as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do remember, but you were highlighting your dad specifically. That was that was what was in your vision at the time. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, cool. well, because I found out that he had been doing, he had kind of interacted with the hobby when he was younger. Okay. Yeah. And you also claimed that you wanted to have four to five planes hanging at the ready in your man cave or wherever I guess you're um, going to put all the planes. I know you've got, you've got the one that's hanging yeah, at I the got, ready. I, I got one. You got one. <laughs> <laughs> I got the old fogey. Um, I got a lot of planes that are kind of close I mean, one could argue maybe the Corsair, but I'm just not comfortable to fly it again. And really, the Vulture is hanging up there, but I got to rebuild the motor mount, the motor mount before I can fly it again. Okay. Um, duck needs work. Seven needs work. But 
I get this glider done, then I can uh, tune back into those. Okay. So what were your predictions for yourself over this last year? Well, I mean, you could read them. I wrote them down from what I read. But... Oh, okay. I guess I could do that that courtesy for you. Uh, let's see. You said, get your cursor out of the way here, Balsa, uh, Lane's Plane slash Terminator mm-hmm. uh, have the kids flying on their own. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I have two kits. I was, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna build balsa this year, and I'm either gonna, and I was gonna do one of those two kits. The Turbinator okay. is a 60 millimeter EDF electric uh, balsa build, or the Lane's Planes plane, which is like the Goblin but cooler. It's called the Cuda, mm-hmm. and that was basically gonna be using one of those really fast motors, like try to six S it and just have it scream across the sky, kind of fun. Okay. Um, it was just all cool until it smashes into little toothpicks. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and that was not the only other prediction I had. I had one more prediction. Well, did did you did you build one of those two or did I miss that? No, it was also to uh, then f- follow into doing fiberglassing. Okay. Which. Uh, because you hadn't built one. No, but I was anticipating yeah. that I was either going to do, I was going to continue the balsa and like fiberglass it or something. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. Either way, I have two big fails right there. <laughs> I didn't do either of yeah. those things. <laughs> well, and you've got your kid, you've got having your kids flying on their own markdown as a failure, but you've taken them. You're just. I've taken them. Not comfortable with them trying it on their but own yet? It, it was on the tail of us flying it in the park together. And we had flown the Spitfire around a bunch. Mm-hmm. And we had success. And I was anticipating that by the end of this year that they would be on their own. Like, I'd say, hey, get your plane. We're going to go flying. They would get their plane. i get my plane. we make sure the batteries are good and we go fly together. Like that, I, I can't fly with them they're pretty close to not needing a trainer. Like they're pretty close, but just not quite, not quite. Uh, when they go That's like, I don't okay. know what to do. And they just go, they kind of panic. And, uh, uh you know, like, you do it. I'm like, what? Um, <laughs> I mean, what have you, what have you got on the, uh, Aurora boards? Uh, I've only got the one and it's that screamer, the, um, the piranha. Yeah. But they're like, $45 a piece I normal price. Well, I've got a couple, I've got a couple flight boards. I just haven't, I haven't okay. messed with them yet. I mean, that, that would probably be my prediction for this year is getting, and I think it's already on my, on my list here is getting like autopilots and getting the Aurora type, like getting flight boards set up in the planes mm-hmm. for, for them. And the, uh, the idea ultimately is to get to the point where we're doing combats and we're using those FPV combat systems and, you know, I'm dabbling in right. long range because I I want to test that. I know it's going to be one of those things where I'm going to try it and I'm going to go, okay, that was cool. And that's probably about all I'll do. <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, I may not, I may not feel that way. I may very much enjoy the relaxed flying of long range. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I call it relaxed in that it's not like trying to weave between trees and get as low as you can kind of stuff. I mean, it definitely seems like the kind of flying I would enjoy, but. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I think that's hey, why you're going to like the gliding when we get to it. I'm really hoping so. Um, but 
I got to get past this next week at least of terrible weather. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, which gives me time to actually build the fuselage, and I've got the. All right, we'll we'll return to that in a minute. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll do that in a second. Don't worry about it. Okay, <laughs> quick getting ahead of yourself, Joe. So yeah, right. So that's so that was our predictions, right? And mm-hmm. so looking back, and looking back at what we thought we would do, I I thought we did pretty good. I thought we did yeah. pretty good. Um, I, I guess we hit more of them than we, than I thought we did. Same here. Yeah, I really thought we missed the mark on all of them. We just like ignored it and did our own thing. <laughs> um, you know, and what I'm what I'm probably most pleased with is that the goals we set for the for the podcast, um, I think we did really good at doing those. And that's mm-hmm. that makes me happy. Very proud about that. Yeah. Well, that's sort of our main thing we're doing. So yeah, it's good. It's important to hit those. All right. So I guess let's, so looking back at our past year, uh, let's talk about some of our past episodes and maybe some things in the hobby over this last year. What were the things, uh, let's say, let's talk about our favorite episodes over this past year. Let's see. Our last year started at episode, what is that? 30? No. Ish. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 do, do episode 19 is where we started. So 20 was we started talking to Chris, mm-hmm. um, and then we went from there. And then we're at episode 42. Well, my favorite episodes, I think, and I looked through them, um, I'm probably going to go with 25 and 26, because that's when we had Red Jensen on. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember like, those episodes. It was just really cool to sit down. One, Red's a really cool guy, um, real friendly, real knowledgeable he he has a passion for sharing. Yeah. And just, you know, when you're sitting down and you're talking to him, it's enjoyable. Um, mm-hmm. And he works for NASA. And I just, I, know, right? I enjoy space and, and like out there stuff. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> not just like stuff not, that might be like, no, this is, this is some stuff that's happening. Yeah. And like what he's doing at NASA is not necessarily like what, piques my interest NASA wise. Like I'm, you know, black holes and what are planets doing and how's gravity sure. work and time space and all, but it's still NASA. And, you know, to kind of be somebody working at that to just tear up in my book. So yeah, that, that was really cool to be able to sit down with him. Yeah, definitely. Um, he was, and, and I, for me specifically episode 26, where I got to geek out with him on the Prandle D Mm-hmm. Finally, geek, <laughs> you did. Oh, baby, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It, it it was just good. It was a great episode. It's easy to do. Uh, easy to talk to him, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you said, he's a passion for sharing his passion and what he does. Um, I think the other one that I think was one of my favorites was talking to the Nice Goatas. You know, what yeah, a great, good. what a great team. What a great group of people. Um, and it was, they really did a great job of sharing their, the approach, like in like enough detail where I went like the next week and pretty much designed what I thought was nearly impossible to build. Mm -hmm. And it, and I, I did the, the glide test. I was about as far as I got, um, because you know, electronics, but (laughs) the glide test showed that, Oh no, I did it right. Like it, 
it's exactly what it should be. Uh, and right. I was building the quickie. Like I was not expecting that to turn out as easily, you know, from idea to model to, to gliding model, uh, as quick as it did. So I was surprised and very pleased. Um, mm -hmm. what they shared with me, I think has changed how I think about when I want to do something new, it's going to change how I tackle it. And that's good. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, what surprised us this past year? Uh, just how freaking fast it went by. Mm. Like the 2020 was a slow crawl. 21 just, it went where to go. Um, <laughs> It, it just did because I remember yeah. 2020 just felt like it would never, but then I guess 21 was just like, all right, we're into this. We're do like, this, this is what this it is. What we're doing. Yeah. You know. Let's do it. Yep. Yep. Um, and then the, I mean, the other thing that surprised me was just that we had guests and who they were, um, and how, how readily they were or how, um, uh, happy they were to come on and chat with us because mm -hmm. as far as i can tell like you just you'd kick an email or reach out to them over facebook messenger you, you just extend a hand and say hey would love to chat with you and they're like cool mm -hmm. yeah let's do it yeah i i was very i'm, I'm continued to be surprised at that uh i was surprised you know uh, it went that way with sam and he was the kind of some of the first ones we reached out to and it's been nothing but really positive so far. Um, I, I anticipate at some point where, you know, we're going to hit some brick walls. And we, we don't all hit home runs when we reach out to people. But it's um, I'm always surprised at how comfortable people are saying, yeah, let's let's chat, man. It sounds like we're we want the same things, which is a better mm -hmm. hobby, you know. And, and that yeah. goes a long way, which is awesome. Um, really, really cool. Uh, I think uh, the thing that surprised me, the combat at Flight Fest, still blows me away. I think about it, and I go, <laughs> I still can't believe I was able to fly that Spitfire. And then that we were doing it together, that we, you know, I, just that, I don't know, it felt really good. Like, that whole experience was great. And mm -hmm. I was surprised at how rewarding it was. Um, yeah. Next time, we're building combat-ready planes. They're going to be done, ready to fly. Before yeah. we go to Flight Fest. Well, I've still got those two Spitfires out there. All right. Or well, then maybe that's what, maybe we'll have a Spitfire build night. If that Maybe then that will be maybe the next build night we have will be you, me, and anybody who's got a Spitfire. <laughs> <laughs> Pull out the dang thing and let's start building. Okay. Yeah, because we had, oh man. We haven't we done one this one month yet. We didn't one in December yet. at all. Uh, we did. Did we? We had one did in we? December. We've been doing I think we had a we had a sim night. Okay. And I I did have an impromptu sim build night day. and build afternoon. Yeah, and we, we did that, and it was you know they weren't like like killer, but they were. Um, there was enough people coming out and joining us to have a good time. Um, if I recall right, the one right before Christmas was it's a busy time. You know. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of people were like. Yeah, I can like show up for a little bit. This is fine. We had a good time. Okay. Keep an ear out and keep an eye on uh, on the Facebook page or on the Discord server because well, we should have had a date picked out before we started mm -hmm. recording. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Matt, we'll we'll talk and see if we want to do something. I don't know that we'll be able to fit it in January at this point, but 
Yeah, it might be tough. Well, uh, we may have an impromptu one in like a week. We'll just, you know, Friday or Saturday, we'll just show up and we'll, we'll build something. But we'll have okay. the official Spitfire build one. Maybe we'll do that as part of Buildory, part of part sure. of February. That'll be one of my builds. Sure. Fine with me. All right. Um, oh, so, and that's the other thing. We talked about our guests. If there are guests, uh, are you listening? If there is somebody that you think we should talk to, or you would love to hear us have, uh, you know, chat an hour with somebody, like, let us know who you think we should talk to. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, I like to think I know what's going on in the industry, but I'm not on everything all the time. So uh, if, if you know, I know if you know somebody, uh, reach out to us, let us know. You mean you're not, not a single dad with a full-time job? You would think, you know, <laughs> you would think. Um, okay. So let's talk about what we're probably the most proud of this past year. Um. I was really proud. I was able to take my wife out flying. Um, yeah, I almost forgot. It had it had the trainer set up for that, and it was just the old fogey. But it was a nice day. I got to take her out, and yeah, I've shared that story. We ultimately, you know, I, she, we crashed it. You know, um, yeah, you you take ownership with it. Yeah, but whatever it happens in fact uh yep that's, oh. i think that's still the one that's over there on the floor because it's right. the nose is all boogered up all i gotta um, say it's flying again your wife loves you she does and she didn't absolutely hate it i think i'll be able to get her out again sometime all right well cool i um, hope i hope you can i hope you guys have an awesome experience yeah i don't know that she'll ever necessarily want to f- fly solo like when and i'm flying something <laughs> else but we'll see should I just get her an FPV? Uh, yeah. I mean, I could take the goggles out there and let her watch. Yeah. She might enjoy that. She might get yeah. sick. I mean, who knows? <laughs> well, she she flew FPV or she rode FPV on your uh, Simple Soar at that time. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah. that. <laughs> I wish it was a better better flight. But anyway, okay. <laughs> You're right. She did. Um, and then before you go, I, I did have one more. Yeah, please. I've I've been really pleased with our history segments or that we've been doing it you know hopefully folks are getting as much out of it as we are um i probably get more out of the segments that i do the research for just because you're doing the research yeah you're doing more research than you actually present but Mm -hmm. um yeah that's that's been a nice a nice thing for us to do yeah i've been enjoying doing that so Good. I, you know, uh, we have had some feedback, and and when it's about that, it's all positive. There's a yeah. there's a number of people who really are pleased, uh, and I guess surprised that we're doing it, and kind of going, "Oh no, that's really good. That's actually better than I thought it was going to be." Mm-hmm. Um, I know I was talking to Jesse the other day. I think we both were, and he's just, you know, he's like, "Yeah, I almost forgot. Like, you, you don't need to go into too much detail. You just need to tell us about that and tell us, remind us that that plane's pretty cool." Because there's some things that I, you know, he, I guess he went and dove off the deep end in some part of that, whatever we were talking about at the time. Uh, and he said he really enjoyed getting into his weeds of the, the history he looked at. So mm-hmm. so good. Anyway, well, good. Yeah, I, I, I almost forgot that, yeah, that's a new thing that we're doing. And yeah, I think we're doing pretty good. I'm with you. Well, what about you? What were you most proud of this year? Honestly, the Prandle D actually coming up with that alternative way to do it 
and having mm-hmm. it fly well. Like fly yeah. and then fly well. And it's just such an easy thing. It's so easy to build. Um, I I would like to continue working at it so that it's an easy thing to take off, to, to like release. But other than that, mm-hmm. I mean, like it's such an easy build. And it's it's so enjoyable to fly. It's the kind of thing I enjoy watching, even though I'm like, I'm flying it. And I'm like, I enjoy watching this. Like I enjoy seeing it go through the sky. And I'm not the only person too. When I have it flying out at the field, there's, I usually get a two or three people who, you know, nobody says a whole lot usually, but there's a couple of people going, what is that? Like, oh, that looks so cool. That's beautiful. You know, that's mm. so graceful looking or, or whatever. There's always a comment. And um, that it makes me feel, because that's how I feel when I'm flying it, you know, and it's neat to see that I'm not the only one feeling that way. So, and once again, I tip my hat to thank you, Red, and thank you, uh, Albion Bowers, uh, for for working on that project and b- making it something we can all digest and do something mm-hmm. with. I know I'm not the only one who's working on that kind of stuff. There's Eclipse and Models, I think, has a Prandle D. There's a couple of people who've done stuff. I think I'm the only one who've who's been doing much with it with the foam board. So, um, yeah, and then you know, meeting. Like and and that this I'm surprised this past year that we've been able to really talk to and meet so many people that are in this hobby. Mm-hmm. You know the 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 other podcasters that we've talked to, and the other you know manufacturers and other people who are doing different things in this hobby, and that they're so excited to just share what they're doing with our listeners, with you guys, um, and with us. It's, I'm I'm just so happy, so pleased that we continue to have people who are excited to share uh, yeah. their their part of the hobby. Mm-hmm. I'm you know just really excited about it. So I I hope we can continue doing that throughout this year. Here's hoping. Yeah. Um, so so far you have continued to manage to to find stuff for us to talk about. So I appreciate you kind of yeah. taking a wheel on that. Well, I mean, you know, you, you got to at least have, have half a plan to be able to steer it around. Yeah. Uh, speaking speaking of, of half a plan. Um, <laughs> your bre- oh, were you about to make that, no, se- no, that no, same one? We had the same, same idea. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of half a plan, uh, without, going to, without going too long on this, what, are, what all are we looking to do? In the coming year, what are you lo- what are you looking to do in the coming year? Um, yeah, oh boy, everything. Um, right. I, I want to work more with the flight controller boards and get more autopilots in part so that it's easier for my kids to get involved, and I can have mm-hmm. them more hands off so that we can fly together and not like flying a plane together, but flying two planes together or three planes. Um, and ultimately getting towards that, the combat system. Um, I want to check out long range. I think it has a lot for me to enjoy with it. It may also be some sort of avenue for work potentially, but that's not why I'd be doing it. It'd be doing why I I just want to go and cruise for a while and just sort of check out the area, you know? All right. Um, I'm looking forward to getting into Balsa because I know I will. I want to get back into, I want to check out biplanes. So, um, Mr. Eardsley, uh, that one's, that's a hats off to you. Uh, I've got a couple biplane designs. I want to see if I can get in the air. So 
I have a feeling I'll enjoy them because the one I did have before, I enjoyed it. It they're slower, um, they're more relaxed of a flying mm-hmm. method. And then that same vein, the gliders. Like I've had a glider that's been out of commission almost this whole year, and it's time to get it back in the air. And with you get have your glider up, I want to have a couple gliders to grab hold of and join you up in the air. Well, hey, when we get if together. mine flies well, I'll be more than happy to, you know, sell my plans to you. Um. <laughs> Selling the plans? <laughs> oh, 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 I mean, give them to you. No, 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 that's fine. I, I heard it. You want to make some bank. <laughs> nah. No, no, it's good. No, seriously, no, but if it's good, I would love to, having the plans to share. It'd be great. I'd love yeah, to try right. your build and see how reproducible what you have is. You know, and that's sort of the key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. there's something rewarding to have somebody else go through what you think is, you know, easy to follow, <laughs> and then realize mm-hmm. like I never even thought about looking at it like that. I suppose that's right. Yeah. Huh. All right. <laughs> Let's work that out. Um, yeah. And then I think um, I think there's three planes. I'm I'm declaring now. I will have built and flown. By the end of this year. All right. You heard it here, folks. Mark it on the calendar. Yep. I'm going to build the CUDA. So I'm going to build the Lanes, Clanes, Balsa, CUDA. So I'm either going to build the CUDA or I'm going to build the Marabou, which is the Balsa version. I've got all the Balsa wood for it. I've got the plans. So I will either cut out and build the, the Balsa version of the Marabou or the Lanes, Plains CUDA kit, which I know will go together pretty quick. And okay. I'm going to have a lot of fun flying that until I break it. I'm certain. Uh, oh, the next, hopefully more flying than breaking. I, I absolutely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and then the Spruce Goose. That is getting up in the air. I'm going to finish getting that. Whatever the motor issue, I'm going to work at that and get that set so that I can fly it. Because I want to fly it. And then I want to use those motors to do other dumb stuff. <laughs> Well, <coughs> let like let's plan a weekend sometime when I can come up and help you with those motors. Not that I know anything more, <laughs> but uh, you have. I'd like to be there. Uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I think that would be a lot of fun. You have a more methodical way about going about things sometimes, especially mm-hmm. when I'm more frustrated with things. You're like, oh, all right, let's let's think about this. Yep. Um, well, somebody. It helps to have somebody there who's not so vested that they can keep a cool head. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think we've both been that for each other throughout this uh, mm-hmm. the past year. Uh, it's a good thing. And then I want to build a giant scale bird. I want to build giant scale, baby. I want to make that 90 scale plane that you've got, 90 inch wingspan. I want to build a giant scale plane. Um, so I think I'm going to try to build a Lysander. Um, and okay. that is in, inspired by one of our listeners, Tony. Uh, actually, I think he's the, one of the ones who might have won a mug. Uh, anyway, uh, he was sharing some balsa plans that he had done up for uh, some people. And he, we were just talking about it's a, it's a trainer plane, but it has a unique plan form. Uh, and it looks, I don't know, it looks like it'll be a really good giant bird. Is that the picture I'm seeing here? It is. Okay. So you can see like the, the from where it connects to the, from the fuse canopy top, basically, uh, the outside front edges line up, but it kind of knuckles back yeah, to the canopy. Like it kind of sits back recessed. So it looks kind of funny, but it it's a neat looking bird. 
It, it's got some character to it. And yet it's still a trainer. It still should be easy to fly. There's a large canopy section. So there we can, we should be able to put like a bunch of FPV in there and have a lot of fun with that. Um, I think it'd be a lot of fun to build and design. So uh, I've got a couple uh, 20 inch props and motors that go with it that are burning, been burning a hole in my hobby shop here. Um, <laughs> and I've been desperately trying to find a, host, uh, a place to put it. So I think that'll yeah. be the candidate. If not, we're going to do that with the, uh, with the gassers. Yeah. I might put a gasser on there. Okay. Which will be in his own adventure. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I'll, I'll talk about what I'm looking to do this next year, just cause that's come up. Um, the gassers kind of dictate some of that. Thank you, uh, Dave. Yeah. Thanks. Dave. Um, he sent us a couple motors and well, that that's our jumping off point. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he kind of said, here you go and meet the Annie and, you know, balls in your court. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to make a go at that. So yeah, boss is on the table at this point. Um, I don't know that I'll have it done in flying this year just cause there's, I imagine a steep learning curve to, uh, constructing unless I just buy a kit. I don't know. I gotta figure it out. Mm-hmm. Plus, um, I think we figured out what we were doing, how we were divvying up the motors, but I want to be sure before I make ultimate plans. But, mm-hmm. but regardless, I'm going to be looking at, um, a trainer of some sort, just something that'll, you know, largely fly itself. So I don't have to worry about being the idiot that put it in the dirt. <laughs> um, I'd love to, uh, I'd love that, love to think that we get a little more done with the website, but we'll see. Um, I do want to, and I kind of started on it already. Um, but our discord server, we're getting enough membership and enough activity right now that while it's not been a problem yet, um, and I, I would hope that it wouldn't be a problem just to keep it from being a problem. Um, you know, formalizing a set of rules, which you, you've seen, and that's been in a couple months Mm -hmm. since I've touched them, but, uh, you know, finish finalizing those out and get a, uh, get discord set up so that, when folks come in, they, you know, they read the rules, they agree to them, and then they're, they're into the rest of the server just yep. to formalize. Yep. Here's what this community, like, here's what the community expects of its members. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we've not really had any problems, but no. just as, as any community gets bigger, you got to have that foundation in place. It is exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, when I finish, when I do finish designing, uh, those glider, the Nubatross for, uh, the challenge. Um, <laughs> I want to re <laughs> I do want to revisit it and, uh, go for a version two where I can hopefully skinny up that fuselage. Um, but I want to get version one designed and flying first mm-hmm. and then I can play around at version two at my, at my leisure, but I've got what three four weeks yeah we, to we're up. yeah we're about three weeks and counting um okay. there's not a whole lot of time left and then i want to get the goblin now i want to build a goblin okay um yeah i don't have a six cell motor so i, <laughs> I think i can fly it on a on a three or four you can fly, six it just makes it better you can fly it on a three and a four and a six 
Um, while six was amazing for those eight seconds, I think I had it zipping <laughs> uh, until I saw the smoke trail come out. Um, yeah, even four cell, uh, it'll boogie. Okay, I think you'll like um, it. And then just work through work through the list of planes that I've got half assembled as is, and then yeah, I can take it from there. I'm not. I don't want to commit to too much because. I've got projects that have been laying here for come on, Joe. Six months. It's anniversary. This is a point where you lay all the dumb stuff out, so that way next year we look back and I go, "What were we thinking?" <laughs> well, that's how I that's how I got most of my stuff done. Was I didn't oh, okay. over over like set my my sights too far. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. Granted, I did not think that my my thoughts were were too terrible that that mm-hmm. I put together a balsa plane. Um, and then have the kids worked at flying towards stuff. No, yeah. I mean, you were, you were solidly in that direction. I thought. Well, so. Anyway, <laughs> best laid plans of mice and men and all that stuff. Um, yep. well, good. No, honestly, yours sounds like a pretty solid list of, of planes and things to tackle. Um, mm-hmm. now, and then, so then that kind of brings us to probably our last little point, which we've talked about together is like just as year one closed and with year two, we changed a little bit of the format and a little bit of the direction of the podcast where we stopped talking about individual parts and pieces and kind of started moving towards, um, you know, reaching out to the community and talking more about, uh, I guess, the the aspect, the next aspect, which is actually putting a plane together and, and building a design and, and how, how do you get involved in that kind of stuff? Um, we talked about, uh, Joe and I, about what we might be doing with this podcast and with the show in the coming year. Um, I think one of the probably the bigger announcements uh, is that we're going to start releasing these episodes. And we're going to start with our backlog. I think we, we plan on releasing about once a week. We're going to take the audio and put it on YouTube. And the goal is to reach a larger audience through that medium. It's easier to share, I think. Um, and it's easier for some people to watch or be part of. Um, and then release that. And by the time I think the year is over, we'll be catching up with the end of this year. I About, think yeah. They should, well, I think we figured out they should roughly sync up. It'll be it'll be close, and and when we say we're putting them on YouTube, we're not putting video and all that. Um, I think Matt's good. wanting to put some pictures in and amongst, but yeah, for things like like you know motors or the ESC, where a diagram will go a long way in helping understand what we're talking about. Yeah the the intent behind this is strictly another platform to to be on. We're not going to have video up of where we're sitting here recording is Mm-mm. a lot of it's just going to be our logo yep. and it's it's so that those who are on that platform can play it in the background because i didn't know until recently but i guess there are people who have youtube prime youtube red and that's where they get all their content period mm-hmm. um and so it's just looking to go so yep. the the flip side of that is if that's a uh a medium that you enjoy absorbing, you know, we're going to start putting them there as well. Mm-hmm. It'll just take us a while to catch up. Yep. That's all. 
And again, you know, so if you've been caught up this far, it's not going to be anything new for most of the year. So, um, but just know that that's going to happen. Um, and if we can finally start getting together this coming year, um, when we get together, we'll probably have little snippets of video and things that we do uh, together. Uh, we will talk about on the show, but we'll likely post as individuals. When we do, we'll post them there. Um, yeah, if we get out flying together mm-hmm. and such again. Yep. Um, this year, we're definitely pivoting to balsa. Uh, we're going to give that balsa a try. Um, I think it's on both of our lists, but uh, in part because uh, we endeavor to do something with those motors um, and try mm-hmm. out balsa, or try out this the gas and the nitro and and see that side of the hobby because that is um, an avid and active part of the hobby that we have not had a chance to get into. And for me, that's my noob. Like, you know, quads and and the balsa is going to be new to me mm-hmm. for sure. 3D printing is another avenue you're going to hear more about as we go. I don't know if we'll be able to bring on 3D printing guests. We might be able to bring on people like who, who like Eclipse on the guy who, who has designed and done that stuff. Just have them come on and talk about what does it take to get an idea, design, a 3D model, whatever, made an RC model, you know, a 3D printed RC model, you know, hmm. um, so those are the kind of avenues we're going to go. I think we're going to continue um, maybe a more deliberate crossover with other podcasts at this point. We're going to probably reach out to a couple. Uh, we've already talked to some people who are, who are on other podcasts like Terry and, uh, you know, Mike and, and Pat um, who were on other podcasts. But we're going to continue to to reach out to fellow podcasters as well. Um, just like we had that episode where we talked about what we listen to, we want you to meet these people. You know, um, if that kind of show, if the show they do hits your buttons and lets you enjoy the hobby a little bit more, then great. Let's do it. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. There's no no competition here. No, uh, really. It's just more to enjoy. I think, um, we we talked, is there anything else that we talked about that I'm missing, but we're hoping to take the show. Hmm. I'm not, uh, that's probably about it. I mean, you're, you pulled notes ago that I'd forgotten about. (laughs) So. <laughs> that's what i'm here for yeah. um you're, you're bringing stuff up i'm like oh yeah we did talk about that didn't we oh, yeah we boy. did well i just you know <laughs> some of it is a, a record keeping you know some of it as a you know, listeners i want you guys to know you know what you can expect listening to this show if there's something that we're you think we're gonna oh we're gonna talk about gliders we're, we wanted to move into balsa and we wanted to mm. do gliding so I wanted to bring on a handful of guests who are doing discus launch gliders, who are doing slope soaring, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we may even have Pat back on. Well, apparently Pat goes out to a slope soaring site quite often. Um, no. Mm-hmm. So Don't hurt my feelings to have him back. No, man. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I, and honestly, if I get a chance, I might be dropping my kids off and go visit him for a couple of days. There you go. Um, and bring out a slope soar that I can fly and lose on the slope. Give him a hand reinforcing those table legs. I <laughs> know, right? <laughs> I almost forgot. <laughs> Maybe that's my favorite moment. Oh my God, I forgot. <laughs> I'm dirty. I'm sorry, Pat. <laughs> nope. <laughs> 
And I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I just forgot, completely forgot. Well, we were talking to Pat and Mike. All of a sudden, Pat had to go run and fix his table as the leg went out from under him. <laughs> and the whole thing he was doing his podcast, I was started tilting off sideways. Mm-hmm. And he had the quick hold up, and he gra- he grabbed what was a gaffing tape or packing tape, and just just wrapped it around until it held. I don't know. It was funny. I was in the middle of a history segment <laughs> when that happened because I thought y'all were laughing at me. <laughs> no, no, we weren't. We were, we were both laughing at poor Pat. Which, oh my gosh, this is gonna go bad. Um, but he saved it, man. He did great. Anyway, yeah, but I would it'd be great to maybe bring him in or, or anybody. Like, again, if you're uh, people who are in that community and you know people we should be talking to, like, I know there's a lot of contests about gliding and slope soaring and things like that, but I don't live anywhere near them and I don't know too much detail about them. I'd love, I'd love to talk to somebody who does know. So mm-hmm. if you have information, let us know. I'd love to reach out to those people and see if we can't connect and teach all of us here who, who are listening, um, another aspect of the hobby. And with all that said, not, I'm assuming at this point we'll be kind of wrapping this up, but yeah. I, I, I want to kind of book in that with, we, this podcast is you and me, Matthew, but mm-hmm. it's us and our listeners. And, you know, I enjoy having guests on, but I want our listeners to know that, at least as far as I'm concerned, I'm not looking for us to have guests more on. I'm not looking to have guests on more often than not. Um, sort of what mm-hmm. we've done in the past is we, we've done a good job balancing to make sure that we have somebody, there's an episode of you and me. We have somebody, there's an episode of you and mm-hmm. me. Yeah, so we're not just a we're hosting guests podcast. It still returns to the the foundation of, of you and me mm-hmm. hanging out, chatting, um, and having a good time. So, you know, if anybody's concerned, yeah, at least as far as I'm concerned, we're not looking to head in that direction that strongly. Um, we're still looking to be just Matt and I at least half the time. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, we're not looking to have more guests than us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be at least 50, yep. 50. And if we don't have a guest, it's not a big deal. We'll just, right. we'll get together. We'll talk about something. Hey, uh, speaking of, uh, you know what would be really good to make sure we do before what, mid-year this year? What's that? A listener survey. Noted. <laughs> can can I can I put that on this episode as a thing that Joe will do? I'm going to put it in uh, your plate because you've been talking yeah. about it a bit. Joe, Joe will have it done at some point, yeah. Okay. Well, be, be on the list out for us wanting you to come out and fill out this survey. It'll be on our website and it'll be a list of questions. And mostly it'll be helping us understand what you would like to hear more of. So we provide content that you want to hear, Hmm. not content that we hope you want to hear or content that we think is cool. Um, you know, I, I want it to be a balance of what all of us want. Okay. Well, good. Well, this one, uh, we've actually been going longer than I thought we were going already. So, um, what's on your workbench, Joe? Yeah, let's do that. We'll get out of here. Um, the, the contest glider that, that continues to be, I've got 
are out there on the bench right now, and honestly, I may go out there and cut it out before I go to bed tonight. Um, is <laughs> I've got the fuselage all traced out. Okay. Um, it won't yeah, take long. It, yeah, a lot of A B folds. Um, yeah. you know, it's four sided box thing, but it's six inches wide and like two and a half, two and three quarter yeah. inches tall. So it's yeah. going to be funny looking, but it also tapers to the nose and it mm-hmm. tapers on three sides to the, well, on all four sides, really mm-hmm. to the tail. Hey, just, um, just be careful when you're speed cutting, don't get your fingertip in the way. Okay. Are you referencing what happened last night or just in general? No, just in general. I know that anytime you're like, Oh, I want to do this really quick. And you put up a ruler okay. and you get your fingers right there and you go zip. <laughs> it's easy yeah. to get your finger in the midst of that zip. Yeah. I, I've not had that problem yet. I did have where I was uh, doing the 45 mm. for a, uh, a, a fold over. Um, and I got to the end of it. Yep. And when I came through to last that bit of foam, the, the resistance gave. And so the mm-hmm. tip of my blade kind of came up and went across the back of my thumb. Um, How's it, it holding really up today? Just like it. It's good. It didn't even hurt like I thought it would. Okay. Um, it, it really is just like I got hit by cardboard. Okay. Or like if, if you know, when you're handling the big cardboard boxes yep. and they got the, the like brass staples in them and that yep. comes across. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it wasn't even that bad. Okay. Well, good. So Good. Excellent. All right. What about well, you? Um, let's see. I'll be working on my contest submissions. Um, mm-hmm. all, all of the ones I talked about. So the Vance Viking, the, the quickie. Um, I'll be getting the, the Dollar, the, the Dollar Tree Marabou probably recut out, ready for, for um, uh, Bilderoy, because Bilderoy is coming up. So I'm going to get anything prepped that I think I need to get prepped. Um, I've got STEM stuff that's going to be coming up quicker than I want. So I'll probably spend some time doing those for the mm-hmm. kids, for the Cub Scouts. And I'm going to try to get a quad back up in the air so that when okay. I'm sitting there going, what the heck do I want to do? I'm going to sit on the porch and zoom a quad around the yard. Or when you're sitting out there with the pups. Yep. Yeah, they love that. On and just that's flutter their, around in the backyard. That's their favorite. Maybe when they go across <laughs> the fence and try to scoot out somewhere, I can follow them, figure out where the heck they go. <laughs> I mean, there's a project. Put trackers on the collars, and then right. when uh, when they head out, you know, they leave the uh, the geofence. It activates. You you expected I'd have a geofence? <laughs> that's a good so idea. What up? Yeah. Oh yeah, you make that. Uh, I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, is it not just dropping four quarter plots and saying anything that goes out of here activate? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. It, it may be like the tw- Wonder Twins. I'm not sure. So, okay. all right. So, I mean, that's it. That's what I'll be working on uh, now that I'm not uh, sick as a dog. It should be a little yeah. bit easier. Okay, that's it. Oh, and I'll probably right. I'll be doing some full scale stuff uh, coming up. I'm sure. Oh yeah, you gotta make up for lost time. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's available. I haven't looked in a okay. week. Um, anything else? No, that's it. I think that's it. Let's uh, you know, let's wrap it up. Say thanks uh, to our listeners, and you know, if you need to talk to us, where do they go, Joe? Uh, I thought you might have been doing it I, this time. I can. Uh, <laughs> you can email us at the Aviation RC Noob at gmail dot com, or you could reach out reach out to me. Matthew at AviationRCNoob.com or Joe at Joe at AviationRCNoob.com. You can say hello on our Facebook page, which is the Aviation RC Noob. Look that up in Facebook and it'll bring you to us. 
Um, you can uh, tell us how we're doing on the flight Facebook, uh, the flight test forums uh, shows page. We put our podcast there on occasion, let people know that we're still putting it out. Um, let's see. And also if you can share, share what we do here with others that you think might enjoy it. Give us a five-star rating on your aggregator or Apple podcasts or wherever your favorite podcasts are sold. Uh, let people know how much fun you're having when you listen to us. So that way they might find, uh, what they might enjoy too. So that helps us out and helps future listeners out as well. So we appreciate it. I think that's it. Did I get it? No, pretty close. Not bad. Not bad. I'll take it from here. All right, man. As always, guys, we thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, as Matthew said, feel free to reach out to us via email. Also on the aviationrcnoob.com, we have the contact us form. Uh, down in the show notes, we'll have a link to our Discord server. Feel free to hop in and join us, um, hang out, and see what's going on. Hopefully, you've enjoyed this conversation as much as we've enjoyed having it. Um, it's been really interesting seeing what happened over the last year. And, uh, trying to figure out what we're going to do in the year to come uh, we look forward to exploring that year with y'all and we will see y'all next time all right see you next time we did it two years Woohoo! <laughs>